Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Glory Room. I'm Prophetess Lou. Let's get started with a prayer before we get on with our devotional. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for life, health, and strength. Thank you for being our maker. Father God, thank you for allowing us to see another day. Father God, we ask as we partake in this day, help us to be better, Father God. Help us to be kind. Help us to be loving, Father God. Help us to be able to apply a your word to our life. Father God, as we partake in this devotional today, whether we're reading this devotional or listening to it or reading your word, help us to be hearers and doers of your word. Father God, bless our day and we thank you for the peace you have over our life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Okay, today's, let me brighten up my screen, sorry. Today's verse is Daniel 3, 17 through 18. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to, to save us. He will rescue us from our from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set, set up. Daniel, 7, Daniel 3, 17 through 18. Subject, God is a faithful friend. Affirmations, I'm going to say it and pause behind each one to give you opportunity to say it if you like. I am God's friend. I'm loving. I'm comfortable. I'm at peace. So when we start to make things clear to people and to the world that we will and won't tolerate, what we won't tolerate, they get uncomfortable. As long as we are the ones accepting their ways and things, it's okay. But when it, we as believers say what we don't like and won't accept, anger always here to follow. We have to make our stand in this life. Who will we serve, God or the world, pleasures or righteousness? It's about what will we stand for and what we won't stand for. Daniel made it clear in verse 18, but even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, my, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. He said, we won't serve your, your God or worship the statue. Even if God doesn't show up, they won't do anything he wants. See, the enemy will place people around you to pressure you into doing what's wrong because the enemy knows what it would take. But when we live a righteous life like Daniel, Daniel prayed three times a day. He even fast. He did the things of God every day because he desired to be close to him. He desired to know God as his maker. And most of all, he chose God. Verse 13, then Nebuchadnezzar flew into a rage and ordered that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought before him when they were brought in. When the enemy can't get us to fall into a trap, he gets angry because his schemes and traps missed us. So we so he has to go about getting us to break in another way. But every way the enemy tries to come at us, we won't, we must avoid it. And that's what we, he, they did. They avoid the schemes he tried to set up for them. The world would do all it can to get uh, get you to bow down and worship what they they worship. They would do, they, but what they do. But we don't have to. We must always stand beside God and he will stand beside us. First Corinthians 15, 58. Be steadfast, movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. We must be steadfast and immovable. When it comes to God, doing the will of God and when we are about the works of God, Elijah was about God's business. He had a man one time say that all Elijah gave him was horrible prophecies but he wasn't doing to, that to hurt the man he was doing it because he was about his father's work and what people said about him didn't bother him we can't let what others think about us bother us yes 
that will be hard to ignore because we all want to be liked and loved, but don't allow what they say to bother you to the point where you turn around. 1 Corinthians 16 13, be on alert, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. We have to stay on alert because the enemy is busy. He's always looking for a moment to attack. He's always looking for a moment to weaken us. But we must stay prayed up and read the word of God. We must have faith when we do these things that God is behind us and with us in everything. God is with us when we are standing for him. God will provide when no one else will for us. Psalms 119 and 30. I have chosen the faithful way. I have placed your ordinance before me. We choose a faithful way, believing, praying, meditating, fasting. That's faithful. When we stick by God through everything, that's the faithful way. We take what he placed before us and we obey it. God desires for us to be with him like we would with a friend. A friend will stick with you. A friend will never leave. A friend won't doubt. Even in the toughest storms we go through, a friend will stand by you. And that's God. He won't leave us. He will always be faithful. He will always guide us through our deepest valleys. Today, if you have made the world your friend and denied God, think over the story of Daniel and how he didn't let what the king wanted to do affect his relationship with God. The enemy wants to sift us like we. But we must not make ourselves easy pickings for him. We must not choose his way because we feel it's easy. We must always be what God called us to be and do what God has called us to do. That might seem hard, but I guarantee it's always easier and more peace to stick with God. It's easier to obey him than to ever deny him. Prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for being our friend and guiding us. Lord, we ask you to forgive us of the sins we have done. We ask every day that you, you give unto us more mercy and grace. We praise your name for your protection. We, we praise you to give us peace in our, in our lives and our mind. Lord, we give you everything. We surrender our lives into you. Please help us to follow you and not this world. We ask you to continue to help us to show love beyond what others do to us. Father, help us to apply the word to our lives so that we may live more of a holy and righteous life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So the topic today is God is a faithful friend. I don't have too many friends. I have people that say they're my friend, but um, it's hard to find a friend. Um, I, I read all these books about how to be a friend and um, what to do if you if you find a friend and and how to treat a friend. I, I always wanted to know how to be a good friend because I feel like to be a good friend you must be this person that's always there. You're, you're a friend that that sends out messages or text messages or calls even when you, you you don't feel like it. Even when you're tired, you must be a friend. And see, a friend takes hard work because you have to put in so much into another individual. And so that's why some people don't want to be friends because they have their own life and they don't want to put any more attention into someone else. But the thing is about God is that no matter how busy he is, he's always there. No matter how things get rough, he's always there. You have some people, if things get rough, they're like, no, I, I'm gone. I can't do this. This is, this is not for me. They immediately leave. But not God. God stick there through it all. And he sit back and he watch and he guide. And if you, you don't want him guiding, he still sit back and he sees what you're doing. He's like, no, 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 don't do it that way. Do it this way. He still will suggest things. But it's up to us to hear him. See, 
I have been through some rough moments in my life. And I can say through those rough moments, he was there. My family would tell me, you know, you'll get over it. My my closest uh, associates, I would say, would tell me, you'll be fine. But, but God was still there to comfort me. See, God would comfort us even when it looks like things are too heavy. Like with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It, it got pretty rough, but he still stood there with them. And Daniel knew that no matter what happened, God was going to be there. He even told the king, he's like, you can do whatever you want. I don't care. You can you can do whatever. God is still going to be there. And even if he don't show up, that's cool with me because I'm not bowing down to you. And that's what we must do in this world today. We must tell the world, I'm not obeying what y'all doing. I'm not following the trend. I, I'm not following this trend of uh, be what you want, do what you want, or, or smoke as much as you want, or drink as much as you want. I'm not doing this thing of going to the club on, on the weekend and, and stay up all late and do all these things that's not of God. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. But what I am going to do, I'm going to pray when I feel lonely. I'm going to pray when my mind feels like it's not at ease. I'm going to pray when I feel like I'm depressed. I'm going to pray when anxiety hit me. I'm not going to let what the world tells me I need to do. The world tells me I need to pump myself up prescription meds. The world tells me I need to sit on someone's couch and tell them how I'm feeling. But what's wrong with me going into my prayer closet, getting on my knees and saying, God, help me. What's the difference between me letting a stranger hear me than letting my creator hear me? What's the difference? But the world would tell you, no, you're talking to someone that's not there. But I'm talking to someone that will move mountains, that will part the Red Sea, that will hold the seat, the sun still, that will pay my bills at the last minute, that will help me through a rough spot. I'm talking about that God that see me through when everyone else left me. So what's the difference? But the world would tell you you're wrong because the world have already fallen into the hands of the enemy. The world is already comfortable where it's at. The world's comfortable with getting high as a kite on Saturday night, drinking till they can't drink no more on Saturday or Friday night, or having illicit times with people that they don't know. The world's okay with that. But the world finds it different if you're at home on Saturday and Friday night reading your word and praying. Or if you're at home by yourself just watching TV. It's, you're called odd or weird or different because you do stuff different. Because you move different than the world. But God sees you. God sees Daniel. And you know what happened after this and wasn't in the devotional? He threw them in the fire, fire uh, furnace. He threw them in there. He got so mad that he threw them in there. And he's like, ha, huh, let's see how your God helps you now. You're in a furnace. Burn them. Make it high. Make it, make it as hot as you can. He made it so hot the guards that was around him died, burned. But you know what God did? He came in the fire. That's the thing about God. No matter how hot your situation is, he's going to be there. Everyone else will leave. Everyone else can't figure out what to do. But he's going to stand there and guide you through. See, Daniel had the right response. I'm not serving you. I'm not doing what you want me to do. 
See, that's what we have to do with the enemy. We have to continue to rebuke him as many times as he come to us and come to us and come to us and come to us and come to us. We must rebuke, 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 rebuke. And it might feel like, oh, well, maybe he will stop. No, he won't. So if you're getting tired of holding on, get recharged. Ask God to renew you. Ask God to place a zeal in you, more strength in you, so you can push through. Because the enemy is not going to stop. He's not. I can tell you this much. I've been serving God a long time, and the enemy does not stop. What you have to do every day is read your word, pray. If you can speak in tongues, speak in tongues. And when you do this, you're building up your spirit, man. You're building up your spirit, man. So when you are weak, he's strong. He's strong enough to help you say no. He's strong enough to help you turn your back against things that your, your mind might say you need to do. After a hard day, your mind might say, let's go by the liquor store. Your spirit man will be like, no, go home. You're going to go home. Because you know what? Because you took the time, you put that time in with God. We have to understand that when we are a friend of God, we have nothing to worry about because he's right there through it all. I just want to quote what Daniel said one more time. I want to quote him. He said, but even if he doesn't rescue us, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty is still respectful. Hmm. that we will never serve your gods or worship the God statue you have set up. Daniel was smooth. He was respectful, but he had authority. And he knew it. And he had a friend. And he knew it. God is faithful. God will show up when you least suspect him. God would sit back and see what you would do and see how are you going to handle this situation. Daniel didn't get upset. Daniel didn't pitch a fit. Daniel didn't do anything but was just so smooth. He said, your majesty, I don't care if God, if God does show up, let me take that back. He was respectful and he was smooth. And he, he says, even if God doesn't rescue me, I won't bow to something that never will protect me. We have to realize that the world, what the world have to offer us, would never protect us. It will always fail. But God's protection, God's love, God's peace will always be what we need. Let's look at some key verses today. If you have your Bible, go to John 15 and 13. John 15 and 13. All these are going to be in chapter John 15. I don't know how how that happened. I, I don't know. But that worked out great for some of us that are tired of flipping through the Bible. But um, I like flipping through the Bible. Um, but we're going to go to Luke. Let me go John 15 and 13. Going the wrong way. 
Okay. Verse 13. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friend. That is coming from the NLT. The NIV says, greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friend. That is talking about Jesus. That is no greater love than someone that will lay down their life for you. That is called a friend. And Jesus is telling us, told them right there that he's laying his life down for his friends. When we follow him, we become a friend. Even it goes to John 15, 14. It says, you are my friend. That's one of our reference verses. You are my friends if you do what I command you. If we are friends of Christ, we would do what he commands us to do. Some of us don't want to do what God says to do. We don't want to do the commands of love thy neighbor as thyself. We, we don't want to do that commandment because we are not filled with God. We are not his friends. Because if we were his friends, we would follow him. But he lay his life down for his friends. We are his friends. He gave us eternal life. He gave us mercy and grace because we are his friends. That is a true friend. That shows you what a friend is. If you don't know how to be a friend, if you're wondering how to be a friend, look at how Jesus showed his, his disciples how to pray. He was there all the time. He talked to them. He taught them. That's a friend. I want someone that if I have, if in my mind, if I have a friend, I want someone that's going to teach me something I don't know how to do. Something, at least, you know, um, godly, not, not something crazy. But I want a friend that's going to teach me something I don't know about the Bible. Someone's going to teach me how to pray better. Someone's going to teach me how to meditate better. That's a true friend. And Jesus did that for them. He taught, taught them how to pray. He taught them how to understand the word. He taught them how to behave. When one of those got a knife out, I think it was Peter, to, to cut someone, he's like, wait a minute. No, put that away. I'm paraphrasing. He showed them a better way how to handle things. The Pharisees came up. The Sadducees came up. And what he did was he always reverted back to the scripture. He showed them how to act, how to talk. That's a friend. Jesus is going to be, God is, Jesus is always going to guide you. But it's up to us to understand and see how he's guiding us. Every day when he teaches how to be compassionate, he tells you before you even say it, oh, don't say that. And you're, it's on the tip of your tongue, don't say it. He's telling you, don't say it. You have a choice to say it or not say it. And a true friend is going to redirect you to say something different. And that's what Jesus do every time. That's what the Holy Spirit do every time. The Holy Spirit is our friend. The Holy Spirit is there to teach us. Holy Spirit is there to guide us. The Holy Spirit is there to tell us, hey, don't do this, don't do that. And when we have those opportunities that come up and we have the opportunity in that split second to say, I'm not going to say that because the Holy Spirit told me not to say that. Holy Spirit is being a friend because he knows if you say that. And if you're a person that's walking in the light, we all have these moments where we slip. And people look at us when we slip. They're like, oh, there goes such and such. She said she was a Christian, but she's over here cussing. Look at cussing Sam. She over there letting it out. All because you lost your cool and the Holy Spirit is trying to be a friend and stop you so you won't lose your cool. Do you see what I'm saying? The Holy Spirit is going to always be there to guide you and help you. Let's go to verse 3. John 15 and 19. 
It says the world will love you as one of their own if you belong to it. But you are no longer part of the world. I chose you to come out of the world. So hate you. That was the NLT. The NIV says if you were of the world, the world will love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I choose you out of the world. I chose you out of the world. Therefore, the world hates you. It, it goes back to what I said earlier, what the Holy Spirit had me say earlier. If you are in the world, the world loves you. But as long as you're different and you're, you're, they can tell you're different, they can tell you move different and do different, they're going to hate you. It is bottom line. You can try to mingle in. They will always hate you. It's, it's no way to ever getting in that. They're going to hate you. And you can try to change the way you do stuff and try to hang in and do what they do. And then they're going to look at you and say, well, I thought you said you didn't do that kind of stuff. It goes right back to that. So then you looked at as a person that's undecisive. You see what I'm saying? Stop trying to be of this world because it hates you. It hates you because the Lord chose you. Because you chose to follow the Lord. You chose to be a friend of the Lord. We have to start choosing what we do in this world. And Daniel made it clear who he was standing behind. He didn't care whether he got burnt up. He didn't care if he lost his life. He didn't care who he made mad. He was letting them know that I am a son of God. And that's the type of approach we have to do. I am a friend of God. I don't care about what happens in this world. I am only caring about my relationship with God. Because the people of this world cares about only about one thing, which is having fun right now. I had someone say to me one time, um, I love my life. I, I love my life. I, I don't I, I don't hate my life. My life is great. So I, I, I'm, not, I'm not ready to die. I'm not ready to go see God. I'm not ready to see God. I'm, I'm ready to see God, but I'm not ready to die either. But if I had a choice to leave now and go see my maker, I, I would. I want to go see my friend. I want to be close to my friend. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that I don't love to be here. I'm not saying that I'm um, not happy. I'm very happy. But if I die today, I know I'm going to heaven. I know I am. Because I try my best every day to walk in the light of the Lord. I try my best every day to, to carry my cross, to deny my flesh, to kill my flesh, to read my word, to pray, to meditate, to make sure that if I died right now, I am going to heaven. How many of us can say that? How many of us can say that if we died right now, where will we be going? Will we be going to see our friend? Or will we be going to hell? We have to make that choice. It might be hard for some of us to make that choice, but we have to make that choice. We have to. Now, another part of this that I want to go over is a verse in this devotional that I wanted to go over. Where was it? 
It says 1 Corinthians 16 and 13. We want to go on this part. Be on the alert. Stand firm in the faith. We must stand firm in our faith. We must be on alert at all times. It never should be a moment where we are caught off guard, where we're doing things that we shouldn't be doing. We should always be walking the straight and narrow, living a holy and righteous life. We must always be on alert. If we take these moments and slack, once we start slacking, we're going to forever be slacking. Once we start laying off on Bible reading and praying and meditating, you'll always go in that direction because it's easier. It's easier not to wake up in the morning and pray. It's easier not to pick up our word and read. On the weekend, I'm so exhausted. But I have to get up early and pray because once everyone gets up, my phone starts chiming. People start texting and calling. I don't have a moment to just stop. So I get up early. So when everyone else is asleep, I'm up praying and reading my word. I'm up taking in the Bible. We have to start doing that, being on alert. We have to start spending time with our friend. If God is our friend, Holy Spirit is our friend. We must spend time with our friend. We have to start spending time with our friend. We got to stop allowing things of this world to come in between that. Daniel did. He didn't let fire nor statue come in between that. What's what's standing in between your friendship with God? Is it social media? Is it your family? Is it your work schedule? Is it just you not making a conscious effort to pick Bible reading over sleep. So God is our friend. He will never let us down. But will we let him down? Will we allow things of the world and things of the flesh to come between us? We have to figure that out. We always want to make him a friend. He's the best friend you ever had. Closer than any brother, any spouse, any boyfriend, girlfriend you could ever have. He will be there for you. I promise. Remember, Jesus loves you. And I love you too. I hope you all have a blessed day. Thank you.